first of all, it never occurred to me that Popeye's, which is a chicken joint, does not sell chicken sandwiches. I, <laughs> first of all, I was like, hasn't Popeye's always had a chicken sandwich? Like, wouldn't you to thunk it? <laughs> <laughs> but apparently they did. I don't know how this is new. I right. could have sworn I had a, a Popeye's chicken sandwich in like 1994. <laughs> <laughs> I could have sworn that happened. <laughs> Maybe I'm wrong. Welcome to The Jealous Vegan, a podcast about healthy eating, habit change, and the hurdles we all need help overcoming. I'm Jennifer Hunley, co-founder of The Jealous Vegan, also known as The Voice. Today we are joined by April Cunningham, co-founder of The Jealous Vegan, health and life coach, also known as The Influencer. Lisa Carter, founder of Kinetic Fitness, also known as The Balancer. We've talked extensively about how people make decisions and how much of our decisions are based on societal pressure, or at least the need to feel like we belong or conform to uh, whatever it is that we've been told is the quote unquote right way to live or right way to eat in our, in our particular case. So I thought it'd be interesting today to talk a little bit about uh, the other side of that coin, right? We're always talking about how people should you know, set their own standard or maybe be able to break out of the mold. But what about when you're feeling pressured to adapt, you know, or not even pressured, but for your own reasons, you're afraid that you're missing out on something that you should be doing and how that drives you to make decisions. Mm. So FOMO, you mean? Yeah. Fear of missing out. If you're listening internationally, that's, uh, yeah, that's English for fear of missing out. <laughs> Text language or something right. for fear of missing out. Yeah. Yeah. So, and we came to it because of the... Popeyes, can, what can we call it? Uh, <laughs> Chicken sandwich. War. It's like a real thing that's happening. Apparently, it's Nirvana. I the been... chicken sandwich Nirvana. <laughs> I mean, I thought I, okay, so I don't have a TV. Full disclosure, right? So I saw this stuff on Instagram, and I'm just like, what is up with the what? Why is everyone talking about Popeyes? And I went to go find it. I thought maybe there was a video or something. No, there's this Twitter war around with with Popeyes and Chick-fil-A and Wendy's tried to join the fight and it's back and forth. It's stinking hilarious. But I couldn't figure out. I saw somebody actually on Instagram, somebody that I follow who was who got in the line and was like, really, y'all, this is ridiculous. The line was like snaked around. And I can't even speak to where it all came. So you guys have to like debrief us and debrief the audience and maybe people who are not, who listen, who are not in the United States. Like, can we talk about this? It's funny how the person that you follow said that this is ridiculous, but still got in the line. Oh yeah. yeah. So this is like what we're talking about with FOMO. It's just like, I don't believe that we're even doing this right now. But, but I don't want to miss out. <laughs> and I'm not going <laughs> to miss my opportunity to do it. Maybe even though I think- sandwich. <laughs> really is that good. Even though I think it's crazy, I'll be right here with all you people that I think are nuts. <laughs> so I follow, um, I I'm just going to call it out. It's a guy named Grant Paulson. He's a um, disc jockey on a sports radio program. And his Twitter feed is pretty funny. Like, I don't listen to the radio program all that often anymore. But he's he's funny. And they used to do a thing where they would talk about, um, I, I can't even remember now. But they they had this feature around lunchtime where they would talk about something maybe like double play something. So they would talk about something personal and then they would talk about something sports related. And so 
Grant talks about, and Danny talk about food a lot. And so I just noticed when, I don't, I just noticed one day on his Twitter, like maybe almost a month ago. So this would have been like early August that he, like Popeyes had posted about their new chicken sandwich. And he was like, this might be a game changer or something like that. And I was like, what? So then I'm like, I'm like, first of all, it never occurred to me that Popeye's, which is a chicken joint, does not sell chicken sandwiches. I, <laughs> I first of all, I was like, hasn't Popeye's always had a chicken sandwich? Like, would it? You to thunk it. <laughs> <laughs> but apparently they didn't. I don't know how this is new. I could have sworn I had a, a Popeye's chicken sandwich in like 1994. <laughs> <laughs> I could have sworn that happened. <laughs> Maybe I'm wrong. <laughs> Maybe I'm wrong. <laughs> Just for the record, y'all. Uh, Lisa was born in the 80s. <laughs> Did you have teeth? Were you even chewing back then? Uh, I was. That's what I'm saying. So anyway, so I was like, so so first it was like a mental check. Like, how how is this, excuse me, how is this new? How is this newsworthy? So then I like read the Popeye's post. And then I start reading all the comments that people had made on Grant's Twitter page. And I was like, What? And so it just like lives in the back of my brain for a little while. Um, but then like this, like three, three weeks later, I'm listening to the radio. And then, and apparently everybody on this particular sports radio station in D.C. has talked about it on their show. So the guy who's on like from two to five, I happen to catch some of his program. And as soon as I turn it on, he's talking about this chicken sandwich and how he's like, why is it? A big deal. Like, why do you have to choose one or the other? And I guess now it's evolved to be like, Popeyes I think Popeyes and Chick Fil A. Right. I think originally it was Popeyes and Wendy's going back and forth on Twitter, but now it's like Popeyes and Chick Fil A. And so then I was like, well, is the sandwich that good? So I go on Twitter and there's all these videos of people like who have compared either tasted <laughs> the Popeyes or they've compared the two. Oh, Twitter is loaded up with like hilarity. It is. It is amazing. <laughs> And YouTube as well. So I went on YouTube. I'm like, like I, like I couldn't eat the sandwich. So I was like, well, let me, let me find out what people are really saying about it. And I was, I mean, like these two. I, we hold, have on, to hold, on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Did you suffer FOMO? Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> I mean, like I was immediately thinking where I, I, I was in the car because I was listening to the radio, which I only do in the car. And I don't know where I was. Maybe I was in Northern Virginia. And I was like around Falls Church. And I was like. Do they even have Popeyes out here? Because, <laughs> Wait a minute. you know, and and Popeyes is typically in certain kinds of neighborhoods, right? Yeah, that means economically depressed audience, especially if you don't typically. live in uh, yeah United States. Carolina. Yeah, and so and so I was like, if they do, I bet you they have them in stock. I bet you they're not sold out. <laughs> hold on, hold on. So then I was like trying to decide if I was gonna make a detour. I'm like these because let me tell you what I I we have to either. We will retweet the video that made me be like, I have to have this sandwich. Because these guys, this one guy was like, this is like the woman that got away. (laughs) (laughs) And I was like, how is a chicken sandwich that good? It just, it just, I don't even understand it. People are losing their minds over this chicken sandwich. And did you get in line? No, I did not go that day. However, the first day that I heard about it three weeks ago, again, early August, I I was having a rough day. And I remember that night 
I had no food in my refrigerator. I may have had a an out-of-town trip planned the next day. I can't recall. But I was just like, I'm going to go taste this chicken sandwich. Now, let me just say, <laughs> I'm not a vegan. I I haven't been for some time. Though I have had a period of time where I was pretty strictly um, vegan. But lately, I've just been going through some things, medically and otherwise. And I've not really honed in on how I want to be eating. And so I've had a lot more, mm, let's say, liberal approach to my nutrition. (laughs) (laughs) And so on this day, I was like, well, I'm just going to go for it. Knowing that I had no business eating a battered, buttermilk dipped, battered chicken sandwich on a a bun. But I was like, oh, I'm going to go. So I go, I end up going to (laughs) the Popeye's, probably that's closest to my house. It's like two or three miles away. Um, And why was the drive-through line out of control? It was like 9.45 at night. And there was maybe seven or eight cars in line. And I was like, and I'm thinking like, they can't be here for this chicken sandwich. So of course I get to the I get to the drive up window and I'm like, uh, I wanna try that spicy chicken sandwich. We're sold out. I was like, what? Yeah, I know. I read one report was something like Popeyes has made twenty-six million dollars <gasps> off of that sandwich. On the chicken sandwich. Shut up. Right? That's a <laughs> sick amount of money. And most I would bet, I would wager if I were a betting woman, I would wager that most of that is FOMO. Oh, for sure. For sure. I mean I don't know. So here's the thing. I don't know how credible it is because I haven't had it. But what would make you go doing it knowing, go looking, knowing you have a dairy and a gluten allergy? Listen, like batter, not, not, not only wheat in the batter, but in the bread. Oh, by the way. It's probably <laughs> dipped in some buttermilk. That's so good. But yeah. this is like one of the things, right? Yeah, we make this. We make terrible decisions all the time. Yes, for the sake of not being on the outside. Yes, I have a friend who posted on Instagram that she hasn't been having chicken and been trying to be plant based, and she was like, "Yes, this Popeye sandwich, I absolutely popped a U turn. Thank goodness they were sold out. <laughs> I didn't get my chicken sandwich, but." <laughs> Uh, she was ready to like renounce her whole everything over this chicken sandwich. Yes, just to say I had it. It's good, whatever. And now that they are sold out, it is almost like remember when like Beanie Babies used to be a thing, oh. and everybody was like so crazy about the Beanie Babies, and then you couldn't get one, and then you're like, but I had one. Right. Like, you don't know if the chicken sandwich is gonna come back. People want to be the person that I got to taste it while they had it. You How know, about whole... poor chicken? I mean, God. Oh. Aww. Right. No, 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 no. I was. I'm sorry. I wasn't. I wasn't commiserating <laughs> with you on the poor chicken. I, but I do understand. In fact, the other day I said to somebody, they were like, "Oh, why don't you get a piece of chicken?" I said, like, "Oh, you know, of all the meats, chicken is my least, uh, the one I'm least likely to consume, and it's primarily because chicken is probably a, the greatest demand in the U.S. At least is for chicken." And so I feel like they're the most mistreated, hormone-pumped, nutritionally deficient animals that you can find um, in the stores because they have to, you know, all the production for the eggs, they clump them up so they can get them to slaughter faster. Yeah, I just feel like chickens are probably the least healthy animal you could consume. 
You know, you you probably I for me personally, I would eat a piece of lamb before I'd eat a piece of chicken. Yeah. Even though I know that's also a baby and but, but it's just still, terrible. Like chicken, but 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 I guess the part that I have a visceral reaction to is um yes, but now think of all the chicken that especially has to die. Like even more chicken has for to die now for the ramp up for production. the sake of FOMO. Yeah. And right? Human FOMO. That 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 really that really hurts my heart. And I'm not um a vegan. I'm a plant-based or not necessarily for environmental reasons. I definitely come at it from a health perspective. I see the environmental impact though. And also I want to treat animals humanely to your point, Jen. Absolutely. Chickens are like, you know, I mean that you we, we, I, if you just go on the internet, you can find the it's videos. Terrible. It is terrible. And if that doesn't make you stop eating chicken, I don't know what will. But but I absolutely still feel like, oh, but but human consumption, is this required for FOMO? All the chickens that are going to die now? And especially, they're sold out. They've got, you know, the demand rises right. when there's scarcity. Yep. Ugh. Yeah. Uh. And think of all the chickens that now are, you know in line to be slaughtered to be this chicken sandwich and the FOMO will be gone by then and then the chicken kind of dies pointlessly. I'm sure that somehow it will end up getting consumed. Oh yes, it will end up getting consumed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 For sure it will. I don't don't think people are going to stop eating the chicken sandwich. I think that's going to be a new permanent feature Mm -hmm. on Popeye's menu, but just the demand that they have right now, you know, it's going to subside like it always does. Um, but the animals will suffer because now they're in queue and, to be a chicken sandwich. And part of the reason that the FOMO exists is because of this back and forth with Chick-fil-A and Popeyes. Like, they're feeding off of each other based right. on, like... I mean, be, there was there was something I saw of, like... Because Chick-fil-A is closed on Sundays, right. and then they... some. So it's like, well, you can't get your Popeyes... You can't get your Chick-fil-A fix, because apparently Chick-fil-A had the best chicken sandwich. According to people. Uh, yeah. Not I mean, me. I, mean, I, I all, never like, was objective, right? Yeah. But the idea that, oh, you can't... Go on Sunday, so you just go to Popeyes, Popeyes. get your chicken sandwich on on Sunday, and then you're gonna go back to Chick Fil A. So both are benefiting, I'm sure, from this fumble happening. And it's like, but but to the come back to our point for this episode is like, people will do things that are not rational and that are in fact possibly self destructive if you have a Mm -hmm. gluten allergy and a dairy allergy, just to to partake of the fumble and said they did it. And that's that's why we're here as a jealous vegan because we talk about this like it's not the food, y'all. It's not the food that keeps you from sustaining a, a healthy lifestyle or changing to a healthy lifestyle. It's all the other factors, like the social factors, that keep us. They're they're just super powerful. We talked about this before in another episode about uh, being part of you know our tribe and when you're changing your diet to maybe be plant-based or something, people absolutely think about how is that going to affect, you know, my life and my family and the way that I'm perceived by the people who are like in my tribe and closest to me. And so, yeah, we absolutely put that on on a high level and we absolutely self-sabotage for the sake of being able to be included in the tribe and, mm-hmm. and to, to, you know, fit and find our place. Um, I think it's very common that we we self-sabotage in that way. So I'm just curious, though, Jen, to come back to you, like, because I think this is so funny. Like, did you think about the consequences or what the possible consequences would be if you ate a chicken sandwich from Popeye's? I was so mad that night. I was ready to flip tables, so it didn't really matter. I figured, <laughs> you know. Okay. I'll deal with it on the back end. Gotcha. Just, like, food suicide. Basically. Yeah. Oh, that sounds terrible. <laughs> 
Because you Suicide, have, Lisa. You have it's like, not gonna kill me. I mean, it might. Because you have like a real gluten sensitivity. Yes. I I remember, I can remember very distinct times in the not so distant past where you have eaten stuff with gluten and like passed out sleep for six hours. Like if you would well, right. Yes. <laughs> oh, now you remember. It's coming all back now. <laughs> and that was accidental. That was so I like, this, this I, was, I like missed the whole thing. I was like, I don't know what happened. Yeah. So see, this would have been intentional. Yeah. Oh, and, like and for the sure. part two, it, I, I feel like in the morning you would have been like, oh, I why did I do that? that. Oh. Right. <laughs> Temporary enjoyment of sin. Right. Well, yeah, but uh, it, like what we've seen, everyone has done it. Like oh. well, that time we talked about the time we went to, um, we were emotional, right? We were having we went an to emotional Chewy's. day. We went to Chewy's. And, and I'm saying to my sister, like, hold on. You're about to order the, what was it, the enchiladas? Yeah, I think I did have an enchilada. The enchilada. And I was like, you know that has cheese. She's like, yes. You want the cheese? Yes. You know you have a dairy. Yes. I don't care. I said, you're, 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 you're emotionally eating right now. Yes. All the cheese. Oh, jeez. Yep. But and 20 doing... minutes later, she's like. <laughs> <laughs> I can't breathe, guys. Breathe. Can't. Breathe. Where's my EpiPen? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we laugh, but it's, I mean, but it's. It's true. It's true. When you think about people like. Uh, and when they drink and how much they drink, and especially like with college age people, it's like you do know that this is gonna be like all bad, right? And they don't care. They're just like whatever. Don't worry about it later. Yeah, and they, yeah. Get like super drunk, and you're like over the toilet. If you ever tried to explain, oh, like that is the worst drinking ever, or like a hangover to someone who does it, it sounds insane. Right? Like, like why would you do about, that? Yeah. yeah, but people do it on purpose and intentionally. And a lot of times people do it in very social settings where like I'm with my friend and yes, we're all taking shots and yes, this is a horrible idea. And yes, none of us should be doing it, but yeah, we're going to do it anyway. I mean, there's, we're so irrational. Right. Humans. And then let's do it next weekend. Let's do it again. That was so much fun. Like I didn't just, it was not yeah, fun. It was not fun. <laughs> well, it was fun while you were doing it. Right. Yeah. Like I, I, somebody, I saw a t-shirt that said, um, that's a terrible idea. What time? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and I feel like sometimes that is. That's a terrible idea. Okay. So I was uh, recently <laughs> at a at an amusement park, and there was a Backstreet Boys concert at the stadium that same night. And so, you know, we're leaving the park. It's probably like 7.30-ish. And people are arriving for the concert. And so these three, three or four girls were crossing the street in front of, like, the little tram that takes you to your car. And... The one girl was so drunk that she could not really cross the street. She like, like, you know how you'll see somebody and they're walking and then they kind of fall backwards unexpectedly. Well, this is what this girl was doing. And her friend was trying to help her, like, get to the point where she could, like, grab onto like, the light post or something. And I was just like, oh, that has got to feel awful. And. Like, the night is just beginning. You're just getting started, my right? friend. Like, like, what are you going to do for the next three or four hours of this concert? This, this, it's Be terrible. In the yeah. But that's the whole point is that I, I wish that your rational brain could override your emotional brain every single time and help you make decisions that you could feel good about in the morning. Because I absolutely would have felt terrible if I'd gotten that, well... I don't know how the chicken sandwich tastes, but according to the peop- the videos I've seen on YouTube and Twitter, it is life-changing. So <laughs> I don't know how I would have felt about eating the chicken sandwich. Might be but, all worth it. And then the next day I would have been like, uh, 
probably could have skipped it. I know. mean, a little gluten coma. Right. That's all it is. Yeah. It's a yeah. Mild you can come back from that. But the, but I will say, though, I, what I think about, and of course, you know, y'all know I'm the serious one. So I think about like, okay, these little hits, though, that you take when you, for example, drinking, right? It's like, it seems you, you recover, seemingly recover, right? And the next day you're like, fine, you're, you know, come over, you do whatever you need to do to overcome the hangover. It's like, okay. And because you didn't die next weekend or whenever, you'll, you'll do it again, right? right? Do it again. But I wonder about these little hits on your body. Like, if you're giving your body something that it absolutely does not like and it is telling you and you're doing it because you, and you keep doing it because you survive and because of FOMO and because, you know, hey, I just need to know what this tastes like. I just have to know where this ends. It's like, it's like, you know, the guy who's really hot, but you're just like, I know you're bad for me. <laughs> I know you're going to hurt me, but I just have to know. Like, okay, fine. You didn't die, but you keep doing it. But what does that do to your body when you keep introducing things that it is clearly sending the signal? Is this the fodder? I don't know. Is this the f- kind of thing that your body responds to and finds a way and introduces sickness yeah. or produces sickness? Because the body's like, I said, stop doing that. But since you're going to keep doing it, guess what's happening? I quit. I- well, and then there's, yeah. like, what stress can produce all kinds of symptoms, right? I mean, I, I was getting divorced, and I had a, uh, I actually got a grief scar. And I had never, I, I would have thought up until that point, I really would have thought, somebody told me they had a grief scar, I would have been like, no, that's crazy. That doesn't happen. But I absolutely ha- got it. Like, the week things went sideways, and it stayed until probably two years I just checked and I was like, oh, it's gone. And I feel better. But it absolutely was a grief scar. And so it's like those little things, like the body absolutely is responding to stress. It absolutely is, and and food stress. So how many times can you commit suicide before the body's like, okay, well. (laughs) We're done. This other thing is going to also happen. Like, and not necessarily your body trying to kill you, but your body like, listen, it's, it's at capacity. The thing that I always think about is, especially when you talk about allergies to things, your allergies are kind of an outward manifestation that something internally is happening that your body doesn't want to be dealing with. And so when we say, okay, yeah, I'm going to have the cheese or I'm going to have the gluten or I'm going to have the chicken or whatever, and we know that it doesn't agree with us, just because we might get a headache or whatever, that's no indication of what is actually happening inside the body. That could be a lot more serious, be a lot more dangerous. But because we don't see it or feel it, we have no knowledge that that is even happening until it manifests itself in some disease that we can't fix or cure or something like that. And then, you know, people are running backwards trying to trying to fix it when your body was trying to tell you all along, I don't like this thing. I don't want you to keep doing it. This is going to be bad if you keep doing it. And yet we don't see it that way. We only, humans are very, you know, out of sight, out of mind. So mm-hmm. if if I'm not seeing the effects, then it's not happening. And that's every time I have like, dairy or cheese or whatever and I know that I'm gonna be sick I still think in the back of my head like yeah the sinus congestion is what I know is happening but what else is happening like how does this maybe affect my vital organs or digestive system system? um I'm learning now that like you know mineral deficiencies and hormone imbalances and that sort of stuff can all be caused by food and so how is 
I think that dairy gives me, you know, nasal congestion, but maybe it sends my whole system out of whack and causes some other thing that I'm not even aware of at this point in time. So I think just being more conscious of that and aware of that and thinking on a deeper level about what happens to the things we put in our body and how it translates to what comes out of our body uh, is a gives room for pause the next time you're feeling like. I know I absolutely, if I had kept eating dairy, like I probably could be fine. Like, I, you know, I could eat the dairy and then I'd be sick the next day and, or my stomach. But I, I, I had totally normalized it. Like it, my stomach is weird, but I didn't really realize it was a part of the because of the dairy. And then it was like, well, I don't care. I love cheese. I can't I can't give up cheese. But I absolutely think that if I had kept eating dairy, like my digestive system was inflamed. Like and I can't tell you that's not scientific. That's not doesn't come from a doctor. It's like what I know Help. now in retrospect. But also it was a reason when I the moment I would eat dairy it's like my the whole digestive system would just lock up. Well, long-term exposure to food that's not on the move, what does that do? Even though I'm managing to survive the day, like... Impacted colon. Right, which we know scientifically is proven to... Starts to create cause disease. all kinds of diseases in the gut. So... Yeah, I think um, when you were talking, Lisa, it made me think about smoking, right? Because no one would say, well, one cigarette... Well, let me rephrase. Most people wouldn't say one cigarette won't kill you. And it's true that one cigarette may not kill you. But the challenge is, like you said, what kind of hit are you taking to your to your body every single time you do that? Um, and and I think people will either normalize the visible signs that smoking is doing something um, detrimental, like like their teeth are yellowing or their fingers get weird or, you know, maybe something about their skin indicates that, you know, I'm ingesting a toxin on a regular basis. Um, but they can live with those things. And it's kind of like the nasal congestion, like, oh, I can live with that. That's fine. But then, you know, when you see the video of the lady who has like no esophagus and has to speak through the box and you're like, how did you let that happen? <laughs> One cigarette at a time, probably. Mm-hmm. Um, and I wish that we, I, personally, I wish that I could see other things with the same very clear vision that I see smoking, you know, like I would, I will never do that. I don't care who's doing it. I don't care how attractive they make it look. I don't care how much fun they seem to be having. I'm just not interested. Um, and yet I feel like with food, especially you're like, Oh, well not me, but I think people like, especially like sweets, like, Oh, it's just one cookie. Oh, that cupcake won't hurt you girl. You know? Um, but, but maybe it is hurting you and maybe, um, you shouldn't allow yourself to you know, just this once. Well, and, and one one cupcake might be okay, but if you're having one cupcake regularly, <laughs> maybe that's something different. Yeah. Right? Like, it's it seems like it's just one cupcake. When was the last time you had just one cupcake, though? Was it last week or two days ago? <laughs> and we're not always aware of that, especially if we're emotional eating. Emotional eating is like a real thing because it's like the emotionality takes over and just like, I don't care. Devil may care. Burn all the bridges. And it's like, you're just, hold on, can you? And this is why I coach on and health, I'm, and health coaching because I'm just like, ho, 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 can you slow down a second? Because you're being irrational right now and you really don't want this. You That's want what you tried to else. do at the table. <laughs> with Chewies, and you're trying to tell Lisa, yes. are you sure you want to order the enchiladas? <laughs> yes, I do. With, with the cheese, yes. Yes, extra you're, cheese, you're actually. emotional eating, yes. Yep. I know it. Okay. That's right, I had a rough day. Give me all the cheese. I wish I were dead. Let's make it true. 
<laughs> but that's why I think dieting doesn't work either because you may, I mean, your willpower will only go so far when you're faced with fear of missing out, right? You see everybody else enjoying something and you're like, or the social aspect of it all. And you're just like, you know, to be resolute and say, no, I'm not going to have that. Or no, I don't eat that. Um, and be okay with it. it. Can, I mean, it's easy to see why people crumble. Yeah. Um, and so I guess, I don't know that I really have any um, tips or tricks or or things for people in this episode, but simply just the heartfelt, I get it. You know, we understand what that's like. And I think we're all um, on or in search of an opportunity to find a way to change the way we think about whatever it is that is causing us trouble in our lives, whether that's alcohol or drugs or food or cigarettes or sex or whatever it is that you recognize, hey, I'm, I'm making a choice to do something that does not align to either my biology or my spirituality or my true moral compass. And I need to be able to change that. We'd love to be able to help you. And we get it. Yeah, that's what I was going to say, too, is uh, I think being aware that these things, you know, play a part in so many. And sometimes the FOMO, right? So people, most people start smoking because somebody else that they know was smoking. Mm-hmm. It's a cool thing to do in high school or whatever. Drinking and over drinking. A lot of people who have a drinking problem have problem in social settings. Uh, they might be able to not drink at home, but once they get around a social setting, they start to drink and do these things that are really unhealthy. So I think to piggyback on what you're saying, being aware of yourself, but also being aware of the people around you, right? Because they influence for sure the decisions that you make and the thing, the way that you, you see the world. (laughs) It's it's just a fact that the Mm -hmm. people that you are around influence you. So you know, if you are having whatever type of problems, absolutely look at the people that you surround yourself with. And and if you need to make better decisions in that area, it's a hard thing to do sometimes, but a necessary thing to do, especially if it could be, um, if it could save your life yeah. in any way. Yeah, I, I love what you both have said. And I think you've well said it. Um, I would say to the audience, in, in addition, that we come to you from a place of compassion we get it. The struggle is real and it's not your fault. Um, We call for you to be conscious and we call for you to ask for help and accept that. Yes, this is, it's a journey and that's okay. And stop watching the videos of people eating chicken sandwiches on Twitter. (laughs) (laughs) It's the devil. (laughs) We'll see you in the next episode. Thank you for listening. Please connect with us on social media at The Jealous Vegan on Instagram, Facebook, or Twitter, or at thejealousvegan.com and sign up for our newsletter to receive exclusive content to support your plant-based journey. And until then, don't let perfection be the enemy of progress.